Restores. This broadcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministries and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be richly blessed as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest with our special guests. Let's get into today's broadcast. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you on this beautiful, beautiful day. Well, you know what? Every day is a beautiful day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. This is Elder Jewel of the Word Restores. And I want to go back to a topic that we had started uh, two episodes back. And it was on who is he and what is he to you? Amen. I'm asking the question, who is he and what is he to you? Now, in part one, we looked at the revelation of God in the Old Testament. We looked at the fact that he was Elohim, the creator from Genesis 1 and 1. El Shaddai, the almighty God from Genesis 17 and 1. We saw in Exodus 6, 2 to 3, that he was Jehovah, the self-existent one. We kept on going to Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will see to it, in Genesis twenty-two thirteen to 14. We looked at Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 6, and we looked at Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord my righteousness, and we kept on moving through the Old Testament. Now, there were some other names for um, for Jehovah that, or for God that we actually found, but I want us today to move into the New Testament. See, because when we searched, we understood how God re- revealed himself to his people. But now, as we look to the New Testament, we want to understand more fully this revelation of who God is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And we'll we'll go back uh, every once in a while to some of the Old Testament references, but uh, we will be looking mainly at some New Testament references. And the reason why I want to do this is I pray that at least one of the names that we will minister on today will be taped on your heart forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So when we ask, who is he? When, when, when we are asked, who is Jesus to you? Amen. What are you going to say? And that's the main piece of this puzzle that we want to get to today. Who is he? And what is he to you? Amen. Now, I'm going to start with the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1. And I think we all know it, but it's beautiful to be able to begin this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen? How awesome that is. In the beginning, okay, that's before you and me, that's before Adam, that's before anybody, before even the world was created. Think about this. 
in the beginning was the word logos, the word that came forth. But and, and we are told in John chapter one and one that the word was with God. Amen. So it sounds like this word was there with God because we know in Genesis 1 and 1, we talk about in the beginning also. Amen. And the word was God. So the thing that was, that what, well, excuse me. So that the thing that we are reading about that was with God was really God. Amen. Let's try to wrap our heads around it. But the word that we want to look at is the word. Amen. If you want to use that term, use it because he is the word. Amen. You see, this is all part of our discussion and we will not get too deeply into it. But when we talk about God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit, they are all one. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. So even when we say that, that, you know, the word was with God, but we say that the word was God, it's because we're talking about the Trinity. Amen. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what I want to do now is look at John's testimony about the revelation of who God is. Remember what we are looking at, that we can look at the revelation through Jesus Christ. So I want to read, excuse me, I want to read um, from John, and I'm starting, and it's, it's actually from John chapter 1, I believe it is, but we're starting from verse 29. Unfortunately, I put some notes together and I did not actually write um, the, um, the chapter, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but verse 29, and it is John chapter 1. I should know that better than that. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me, has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him, and I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. Oh, hallelujah. The Lamb of God. Now he's calling him God's chosen one. I want to read just a little bit further. And I'm at verse 35. Now I'm reading from the New International Version, but you can follow in any version. But this is John's testimony about who he saw God is. Amen. So the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, what did he say again? Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. 
Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi. Oh, here's another term. Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John had said, and who heard what John had said, and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Amen. So we read from John chapter 1 from verses 29 to verse 42. And in it, this is, this is John's testimony. When John saw Jesus, what did he call him? The Lamb of God. Now, why would he be called the Lamb of God? Amen. You know, we hear about the, the sacrificial lamb. Amen. The Lamb of God. He was the one who took, because it says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That Lamb was sacrificed for you and for for me. Amen. And that is Jesus. This is part of our revelation of who Jesus is. Amen. So he is the Lamb of God, the one who was sacrificed for your sin and for, oh, hallelujah, and for my sins. Amen. Amen. But then as we continue, we notice that the Holy Spirit confirmed beforehand to John who this God's chosen one will be. Amen. Who is and will be that anointed one and who was the anointed one, whichever tense we want to use because the Holy Spirit says the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. And John says, yes, I've seen it. I testify this is God's chosen one. Amen. John testified again to his disciples, look, look, there's the Lamb of God. When they spoke with Jesus, they called him teacher, rabbi. How did they know he was a teacher? Amen. So many, so many bits and pieces are coming up with this revelation. And then when, Simon, when Andrew went to his brother, Simon Peter, to tell him as a witness that he had seen Jesus, he says, we have found the Messiah. We have found the anointed one. We have found the one that God has chosen. We have found the Christ. Oh, hallelujah. And he brought him to Jesus. This is John's testimony. How awesome is his testimony. I'm going to stop here for a while and I'm going to give you the phone number to call 313-871-9656 cuz I want to know from you who is Jesus to you. Amen. And what is he to you? Who is he and what is he to you? In the meantime, I want to minister through a spoken word broadcast for a couple of minutes and hear what someone else, I believe his name is Clayton, what he says that he thinks Jesus is. His name is Clayton Jennings.
Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. 313-871-9656. He is more than you could ever need. He's more than the eye could see. I don't deserve his love, but he's always been there for me. You see, Jesus met me when I was at my lowest. And if you don't know Jesus, know this. He is the greatest example of generosity this world of greed has ever seen. And when Jesus hit the scene, he changed the scenery and met diversity with serenity. If you're looking for peace, he offers plenty. Jesus was and Jesus will forever be king. And when the angels sing, they sing of the grace that was displayed for sinners like me. I can't explain him and I can't describe him. And if I could, he wouldn't be Jesus because you can't explain eternity and you can't comprehend the galaxies. But it was the loving hands of Jesus who spun them into existence and created man knowing he would go to the cross to pay our sentence there was a certificate of judgment with a period after the sentence and we were sentenced to death long before he said it is finished he is a father to the orphan a shelter for the homeless a hiding place for the abused and an anchor for our storms he stormed the gates of hell and came out on top and the power of his gospel cannot be stopped even when the world tries they try a lot. He traded places with Barabbas and became the catalyst of missions across the world covering every portion of the atlas. If you're in need of rest, I know of a mattress. If you don't know Jesus, your future is tragic, but he gladly embraced tragedy so we could live in his presence of majesty. His presence is presence, and it's his presence that presents preciousness to a world of peasants. He is far from pretentious, but still loves those who are. He is the light of the world and hung the stars. He brings the dead to life and delivers life to the dead. He took a crown of thorns on his head so we could put crowns at his feet, and I I can't wait until I get to kiss his feet that were nailed to a cross for me and for you and for every person around the world. He loves the world and I love his... Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How awesome. It's called Jesus Is. It's spoken word by Clayton Jennings. And and it's so awesome. You know, obviously, I can't, I, I really can't speak like that. That's that's really fast. It's, it's fast and furious. And any one of those words that you want to, you know, you want to embrace, please embrace it because that's what it's all about. Who is he? Who is Jesus? And what is he to you? Some of the words that he has used is generosity and peace. And he's a king and his grace. Uh, He's indescribable. He is incomprehensible. He's a father. He's a shelter. He's a hiding place. Oh, my goodness. He's your rest. He's your, he, 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 we are in his presence. There is so much that we can talk about when we ask who is he and what is he to you. So the question still remains, who is he and what is Jesus to you? Amen. The number to call is area code. 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. And we're going to go back now and we are going to look at Peter's testimony about who is Jesus and what is he to you. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I, I, as far, as far as I'm concerned, I've got an awesome and a mighty God. And I, I, you know, if someone were to ask me, who is he and what is he to me? I have to use so many words, but, um, when, when the time comes, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble, I know he is my peace. He keeps me at peace so that he will do the work. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
What is he to me? He is my savior. He has redeemed me. He has redeemed me from a life of sin. Some of us don't want to talk about it. Some of us act as though we've been saints since we were born, but you and I know better. Amen. Because he had to teach us. We are we were alien from his world, and we had to be taught as we came, oh, hallelujah, as we came into his kingdom. You know, when we st- start asking ourselves, who is he and what is he to you? So let's hear Peter's testimony from Matthew chapter 16, and I'm going to read from verses 13 to 20. And I'm going to read this from the King James Version. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that you are John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, so one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say you that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Mm. Let's go back, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 20. Now, he says, when Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he, he asked his disciples. He just asked them because they were following him. They have seen his miracles. They have seen what he has done. They have heard him on the Sermon of the, uh, on the, on the Mount. They have heard him. They have seen what was done. And yet, let's hear what happens. He says, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Anthropos, the son of a human being. Whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, well, now he's asking them, but, but, but listen to what they are answering. They're answering about everybody else. And I have to wonder whether maybe... During all that time that they were with him, they really did not know who he was. He was a wonder to them, but they couldn't get it. And it may be the same with us. We read the word, we hear about Jesus, and, and he's a wonder to us, but we still haven't got it. We still haven't said, used a word, two words, three words to determine, this is what I know, and this is who I know he is. Because Their response in verse 14 of Matthew 16 is, and they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Well, as far as I remember, John the Baptist got beheaded, but people still think that it's John the Baptist come back to life. Amen. Well, some say Elias, that's Elijah. Elijah back in the Old Testament. Amen. Here he is, hundreds and hundreds of years forward 
fast forward and they're still thinking, well, he might be. Or he might have, you know, been Elijah, um, a, a, a reincarnation, who knows, of Elijah. You know how we go. We, we just get into all kinds of stuff that really is not even scriptural. But some say that that's, that's who you are, you know. Well, maybe it was the spirit of Elijah because that's what, that's, uh, that's what at the end of um, Malachi, amen, and I'm going to go to it right now and let's see how we can, we can tie this one in because I'm sure that it was at, right at the end of Malachi. Don't go to Matthew. Just before Matthew, for anyone who is looking, he says, um, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Amen. Because this this is God speaking to his people and talking about the coming day of the Lord. And he said, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet. He, it's not that Elijah is going to be raised from the dead, but the spirit of Elijah the prophet, that, that spirit is going to be sent back into the world. So they are looking at it and say, well, okay, so maybe it is the prophecy of Malachi. Amen. And others said, well, no, maybe it's Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah, that weeping prophet, Jeremiah, the one who, you know, just kept on talking about what God was going to do and, and, and giving us all that gloom and doom, that same Jeremiah, maybe that's what he is. Or maybe he's one of the other prophets. Who knows? You know, it. hey, who is it? It could be Ezekiel. It could be anyone. It could be Joel, Amos, who, you know. So these are the, the, the speculations that the disciples have been hearing. Now, Jesus did not ask them about those speculations. Jesus asked them about, who do you say I am? So Jesus had to come back. He had to prod them, insist now. He says unto them, but whom do you say I am? And just one person, Simon Peter, answered. Well, you know our Simon Peter, amen. He's the bold one. Yeah, he's the one who later on would take his sword and chopped off the air of, of, of uh, I believe his name was Malchus, if I'm not mistaken. But he chopped off his air when, you know, when they came to a casita, Jesus, to take him away to be, to be crucified. That's the same Simon Peter. That's the Simon Peter who, you know, who will rebuke Jesus and Jesus had to rebuke him back. Come on now, stop. Amen. But at this time, this Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, Christos, the anointed one, the Messiah, the son of the living God. Listen, here's what's awesome about what Simon Peter had said. If we went back to verse 13, Jesus asked the question, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Simon Peter responded, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Not 
what Jesus said at the beginning, the son of man, but now he's saying the son of the living God. Now, this is the reason why you and I can understand why Jesus then said, Jesus, when he answered, he says, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Because when I spoke with you, I didn't tell you that I was the Son of the living God. I told you, and I did, all I said to you was the Son of man, the Son of Anthropos, the Son of a human being. That's what I asked you at the beginning in verse 13. And you came back to me and said that you are the son of the living God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that is so awesome. And that's where Peter, Jesus, has to respond to Peter and tell him, you know, you are Peter on this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Yes, because you, Peter, got it. You got it. You got it. Hallelujah. And we have a caller on the line, and I'm sure my caller has got it too. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you, my sister. So who is he and what is he to you? Because we're talking now about Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Where is he and what is he to be? Everything to me. Uh-huh. And I know without him, I wouldn't be. But I had to find it out. You know, when you come into this existence and living, you think everything else. Yes. Who and what they are to you. Mm. So you find the real Jesus. Oh, wow. You find Jesus, you understand. He is everything. He created everything. Without him, nothing was made. So yes. everything that I am and everything that I want to be is in him. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Everything. Everything. So so um mm, let me ask this question. So what about when the um I hate to put it this way, but I'm hearing it so I'll have to ask it. So when the money acting funny, who is he? He still everything. Because he keeps me from doing some things I handle. <laughs> 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 he still everything to me. When I put him first. Yes. I know he withholds no good things from me. Amen. And I know that everything is for my own good. Yes, yes, even, yes. As we say, even if the enemy is me, mm-hmm. he'll keep me from being an enemy to myself. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. My I'm, mind, my thinking will cause me to be in situations and places that I shouldn't be in. Yes. I don't realize that until he's brought me out and I said, wow, I shouldn't have been doing that or I shouldn't have said that or I should have thought better beforehand. Yes, yes. He's the only one that brought me out. Oh, hallelujah. You know, he's 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 truly, he's truly an awesome God. And it's it's very sometimes Yes, and sometimes you you're right. It is difficult for us to 
you know, to really pinpoint something, especially when we've been living our lives focused on him. What we have found is that some of, you know, some of our brothers and sisters kind of move off in, in a different in a different sphere and we kind of forget who he is and we step in. Amen. But one of the words that, uh, that uh, phrases I've heard you mention is putting him first. Amen. That as you Amen. put him first, then he's everything to you. Amen. Amen. And only to you put him first can he lead that and direct you to all truth. That's right. That's right. I'll allow him to lead directly. Yes. Where are we going? But you know, I found out, mm-hmm. even when we go around, he's right there in the midst of what we perceive to be going wrong. Uh-huh. And the thing about it, he allows us to have that freedom and that free will that we call ourselves to be into. Yes. And is it really free will when it, and it fairly, it comes to be his will anyhow? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, um, I think of the scripture, all things work together mm-hmm. for good of them who are called of, called according to his purpose, who love God and are called according to his purpose. Amen. And so, yes, it does work out because, you know, because he loves us so much, you know, um, sometimes we are like those children, you know, when, when they're told not to do something and they will still do it. And, and we have to back off and let them see the consequences before they really fully understand. You know, he gives us these teaching opportunities, um, and, and they really seem so hard, my sister. They seem rough on us. But you're right. In the end, it works out. All things work together for good. Amen? He makes it work for a great exceeding reward. Oh, praise the Lord. When we run into, so we don't forget that, mm-hmm. that we run into. When we put ourselves in, you hardly ever forget it. If you think back of some things that you got yourself into, yes, it stays on your mind. It never is something that you can just say, how you forget other little small things. Uh-huh. When, when God has brought you out of some horrendous things, yes. you kind of got yourself in. You remember you yes. every detail of it. You remember all of it. It's like, Lord, how could I have walked into something like that? How could I have been involved in something like that? Yes, and yes. Only you, only you that could have brought me out. Out, mm. put me in the fire, and I don't need to feel like. Oh my Lord, my Lord. Mm, sounds like the three Hebrews, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right in the midst of it, and you don't even get. That's right. That's right. But here's the thing. When you were in the fire, you were really, you you know, you were not. That's right. You were not like them who said, you know, I know my God is able. Oh, no. No, 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 no,
with his creation. Oh, praise the Lord. I believe that God has fun with us. Oh. Well, I know he sits so high and look low. He's just going to look at this. Now look at him. Look at him. Look at him. All right. Oh, praise the Lord. But my so sister. I, I, uh-huh. Go ahead. I do enjoy, I enjoy your topics. I enjoy calling in. I have fun with the things of God and the word of God and the people of God. Amen. I just love them. For those that are on the outside that don't understand that you have fun in Christ, all I can say is try. Try Jesus. Try Jesus in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Well, I thank you so much, my sister, for calling in. I say God bless you. I ask the Lord to bless you, to cover you, and cover you from the crown of your head to your soles of your feet all around you, that you continue to walk in his favor, that grace and mercy will follow you. Oh, hallelujah, all the days of your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, he loves you so much. He loves you. And I thank God. Thank God for you, my sister. Amen. God bless you. My two friends, Grace and Mercy, to go with me. Yes, yes, yes. They're there. They're there. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. The number to call is area code 313-871-9656. 313-871-9656. And we're going to minister in song for another minute. And then we will come back and continue about Peter's testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 313-871-9656. Who taught the sun where to stand in the morning? And who told the ocean you can only come this far?
testify, testify. Let all creation testify. This life within me cry that I know my Redeemer lives. Do you know that your Redeemer lives? Amen. Do you know? Can you actually say that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that is just so awesome. Amen. Um, I'm, just because we are talking about the Redeemer, I want to read Isaiah 9 and 6. And this is part of what I would call Isaiah's testimony. And I'm just hearkening back just a little bit to the Old Testament where he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Oh, praise the Lord. Take one of those terms and tape it on your heart. Amen. The Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's the child who is born the Jesus that we know of. Amen. I know my Redeemer lives. Praise the Lord. Let's get back to the end of Peter's testimony. You see, this was after Peter had, I would say, come to his senses. Amen. You know, Peter was always a little bit on the rash side, but Peter knew who God was. Peter loved Jesus. Amen. When Jesus asked him, he got a little testy. Do you love me? But he loved him. But after Jesus died, it was a different ballgame for him. He made some mistakes, but I'm telling you, he was committed. And in his letter, he says, this is in First Peter chapter 2, and I want to read just a little bit from verse 11 to maybe 13 or 14, and then skip down a little further down to the 20s. But he's, he's urging his readers to live godly lives, even when they're in this society, even when they are living in the world, that they will still live godly lives. Amen. And he's saying, look, friends, I'm urging you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires, which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits you. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. Submit yourselves, whether to the emperor as a supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to condemn those who do right, to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Hallelujah. He's telling us in verse 16, live as free people, but don't use your free freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. So he goes on. Peter goes on and, and you know, he tries to break it down and break it down. But Towards the end, in verse, I'm going to start now from verse 23. 
He says, when they hurled their insults at him, at Jesus, he didn't retaliate. He's trying to give us an example. When he suffered, he did not make threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He entrusted himself while he was on this earth to God the Father. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. You and I know that so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Verse 25, he says, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. You have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. Does that remind you of Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He's the shepherd and he's the bishop. He's the overseer of our souls. In the King James Version, we'll see the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. What is he telling us? He's telling us, look, you got to live right, even in this worldly society. Amen. And consider Jesus as an example. Amen. Who is he? Call him my example. You know that term, terminology we used to have a long time ago that it would say, what would Jesus do? That's a good one to keep with you. What would he do? But I'll tell you, my brothers and sisters, the only way you will know what Jesus would do is if you got into his word to find out what would he do and what did he do. Amen. You can't be saying what would Jesus do in the middle of a confrontation when you haven't opened your word to find out who Jesus is even and what is he to you. So let's get back to remembering who he is, what he is to you and to me. Amen. So what Peter is trying to do now is trying to to remind us of the things that Jesus had done on our behalf. Why? Because he is our shepherd and he's the shepherd of our souls. He is the overseer. He looks after our souls. And yes, we do have the under shepherd, amen, the pastors who will be um, given or ordained to look after our souls as we are on earth. But they have to also give account to our God. Amen. So let's not think that this is the, you know, this is Jesus on this side and, and the pastor on this side. No, no, no. They are all working together for our souls. Amen. To keep us on the path of righteousness. So in verse 24, he says, Jesus himself, he took our sins. Amen. He took our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. He was the one who did it. Amen. And by his wounds, we are healed. We have been healed because now he's saying, listen, I'll tell you what, what this is all about. Bottom line, you were in the world too. You did not come up as a saint. You were in the world. As a matter of fact, every once in a while, you straddled the fence. 
As a matter of fact, every once in a while, you dip yourself back into the world and you stay there for a little while. You do a little backsliding. And when you come to your senses, like the prodigal son, you come on right back. Amen. Am I talking to you, my brother? Am I talking to you, my sister? Amen. But you were like sheep. You were going astray. And what happened? Well, the shepherd came. Amen. And you had to return to him. And he is still looking after your soul. But right now, while we are in the middle of this discussion, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters who are backsliding, who are in a backslidden state. And I'm going to ask you, first and foremost, to come on back. Come on back to Jesus. Come back to Jesus. You know he can do it. Maybe you just want to stay there a little while longer. How do you know how much time you have, my brother? How do you know? whether this is the time for you to turn right back. Come on back. Ask the Lord to forgive you. I pray that you will come to your senses. Sometimes we don't have to sugarcoat it. Come to your senses. You know what it was like before. You know the peace you felt. You know you don't feel any peace now. You know you know what is right to do when you have this tugging going on. Back and forth, back and forth. It's time to stop. Throw up your hands and stop. Call on the Lord. Call on him. Ask him to help you. Get you out of this mess. He got the Israelites out. Even as they came to the Red Sea. And they felt there was no way out. But he got them out. If he could get these these thousands of people out, why could he not get you out? Call on him. I pray, Lord, that you hear their prayer. And you bring them back. Call on him. Ask him for your forgiveness. Ask him for forgiveness. Ask him. He's faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Do it, my brother. Do it, my sister. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The number to call is area code 313 313-871-9656. Let us minister in song one last time. Hallelujah. I climbed up to the highest mountain Looked all around, couldn't find nobody Couldn't find one to compare 
To your grace, your love, your mercy. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater, no. Nobody greater than you. I searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. Nobody can heal like you can. Oh, most holy one, you are the great I am. Awesome in all your ways, and mighty is your hand. You are here, carried out redemption's plan. Tuning it down and oh praise the Lord God bless you God bless you and God bless you to my Facebook family oh thank you Lord Lord we are thanking you we're thanking you for all of those who will be listening to the broadcast who are watching the broadcast Amen we ask you Lord to give each and every one a revelation of exactly who. Jesus is because the question we had on the table and we still have is who is he and what is he to you what do you say Jesus is to you we had our caller sister Brenda who said that Jesus is everything amen putting Jesus when you put Jesus before you before everything you do, he becomes everything to you. But some of us, you know, sometimes we kind of get tripped up just a little bit, if you know what I mean. And instead of us, you know, trying to put Jesus before, we step in. We step in as though we are, you know, we're all that in a bag of chips. And quite frankly, you and I know that we are not. Amen. So let's look now at Jesus' testimony about who he is. Amen. And you can pick any one of those, those terms that he will be using, those names that he will be using. You can pick any one and tape it on the inside of your heart. Amen. So that when the time comes, you can rip it out and say, hey, listen, look, I serve Jesus. He's my healer. I serve him. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the first. He is the last. He's the I am. He's the amen. Whatever it is, he's my healer. Oh, hallelujah. He's my deliverer. We can go on and on and on and talk about Jesus. Amen. So let's go to Revelation chapter 22. And we have a couple of scriptures in Revelation where Jesus is actually 
talking to us and telling us about who he is. So, Revelation chapter 22, verse 13, and Jesus says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. What is Jesus saying to us here? It seems so simple, isn't it? Everything in between, anything in between, I can do it. I'm here. When he says, I am Alpha and Omega, I was here long before you were. Hello. And I'm going to be here long before after you, you leave. Because you see, I am from everlasting to everlasting. This is what Jesus is saying to us, and he's trying to break it up for us so that we can fully understand. So not just Alpha and Omega, because when we think of the Greek alphabet, the Greek alphabet starts with Alpha and it ends with Omega. Amen. And the New Testament is actually, it actually was written in Greek. So here we are, mainly in Greek. So here we are, Jesus telling us, I'm Alpha, I'm the beginning, the first letter, and I'm the last. I don't know where you are on this spectrum, but I'm beginning and end. I'm beginning and end. I am first and I am last. So if you want to say that you are first, you may be acting like Lucifer who thought that, you know, he would be higher than the most high, greater than the most high. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Because I serve a God who is bigger than all that. I serve a God who is the first and he is the last. He is the former. Hallelujah. And he is the latter. And I'm right there in the middle. In Revelation 3 and 14, Jesus says, Unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things said the Amen. Oh, that's the period. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. The Amen. Bam. So be it. The so be it. Call it that. The so be it. Whatever he is, so be it. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. These things says the amen. The faithful and true witness. He's the one. He's he's the witness. He's been the witness. He's been it for his lifetime. You are coming into the kingdom and he is already in the kingdom. So he has even witnessed you coming in. Amen. He has been the one who will draw you to come into the kingdom. He's so faithful and, oh, hallelujah, true. And wait a minute. And he wants to make sure that you fully understand what he's talking about. And he says, I am the beginning of the creation of God. I am the beginning. I am the first, the, 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 uh, even the architect, the, the, the beginning of that creation. That's who I am. So, If you want to say anything, if you want to do anything, understand that there was someone there before you. Amen. If he was before you, I would say I would really advise you to look to him. Amen. Because he's the (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord, because he is the first. Amen. So if, if you have even have a thought, ask him about it. He knows. He's been there. Remember he lived on this earth? He was tempted. Just like you and just like me. 
he lived through the mess. And still, right now, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's already done what the Father has given him to do for our sorry state. And now he's living with the Father, seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and for me. Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. I have another one from Revelation chapter 22 again. Verse 16 says, I, Jesus, send my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. But what he wants to remind us is who he is. And he says, I am the root and the offspring of David. Wait a minute. How could he be the root as well as the offspring? Of David? Well, remember we heard, I am the first? Amen. And the last? He was there long before David, long before Jesse. Let's go further back and back and back and back. Go all the way back to Adam if you need to, or go to Abraham if you need to, if you need to come a little closer to, to our reality. But whatever it is, Jesus was there before. And yet, Jesus came to this earth through the line of David. So he is the root, amen, and he's also the offspring of David. Oh, hallelujah. And he says, I'm the bright and morning star. Oh, hallelujah. You just open your eyes and you will see him. There is no darkness in him. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. No darkness. I say to you, my brothers and sisters, that if, you're, if you, you don't know Jesus, you're missing out. You're missing out on an awesome, awesome God. And I pray even now that you get to know who Jesus is. As a matter of fact, I ask the Lord now to open up your understanding to know who he is and to reveal himself to you. Because we talk about you, Lord, but we really don't experience who you are. And we're asking you, Lord, to step in in a mighty way for my brothers and sisters so that they would begin to know know more and more and more about who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're looking at Jesus' testimony. Oh, my goodness, it's time for me to start moving on. It is, I'm sure I have a half a minute or two minutes left, not even two. Thank God I opened my eyes. God bless you. Listen. God bless you. That's all I can say. Amen. Thank our supporters for sponsoring this broadcast and pray that you too will be moved to become a sponsor. Let us reach out to continue to spread the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the airwaves. To contact us, simply log on to our website, thewordrestores.org or through Facebook, Anne-Marie Jewel. 
or call, send us a text to area code 313-466-0349. I'm your host, Elder Anne-Marie Jewa, a fellow servant in Christ. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen.